everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Girlish Podcast. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So we're back again. It's now September. Quarantine is still a thing. COVID is still a thing. Our lives are still hectic as ever. As you can tell, we have not again uploaded an episode in quite a while. It's just... (laughs) I don't even need to get into it at this point. I feel like everybody just knows, everybody gets it, and they understand. So that's what's important. Um, but we are back today with just a little bit of an update, kind of, since we haven't been on the podcast for so long, just to give some updates and provide some funny, hopefully funny stories about things that have happened to us during quarantine and things that are stressing us out and just catching up as people and friends. Yeah, I feel like we're so inconsistent with posting. It's not but I, yeah, I think yeah, I think people should just expect it by now. Like, yeah, like we're we're like full-time working like um trannies and we just like need <laughs> we need our time to and also we have like that time difference and I know we always say that, but like during quarantine things are very weird. The like structure of like a normal day is like no longer like really exists. Just because everything, yeah, the days are just weird. And both Gage and I work from home. So like our like life is just like engaged in our like home space. And sometimes it can be kind of hard to navigate like that schedule that we did when we had like jobs and we had where we had to like work um, like off, like away from our house. But um, yeah, so it's been like a very weird situation. And like it's September and truly I did not expect like this um, pandemic to be lasting this long. Because I think it was back in March where we were sent home to work. And like, I was like, okay, this is going to last like a month or two, probably once they, you know, figure it out, once everyone's not sick anymore, like we're all going to just figure it out. Everything's going to be fine. We'll go back to work. But like nothing has changed. And if not, if anything, it's getting worse, like with the pandemic and everything. So like being stuck at home now for like almost like the half this year, it's like, it's like September already. And like that, like this is my birth month. Like I never would have expected that I'd be quarantined during my birthday. Like that is insane. Like I just, I'm like, I'm like freaking out. Like what the heck is going on with like our world that it's just like, I feel like every other country has figured it out, but like, we're just like in this like standstill where like people are dying. And also I feel like people aren't caring anymore, but also like, it's like a weird thing. It is so weird. And so, like, living like this, being home all the time, sometimes, like, we can kind of, like, freak out. And um, or and even, like, I feel like the weird comes out during times like this, especially. I feel like I've experienced some, like, weird things. And you've experienced some weird things. And I think this would be kind of cool to, like, bring that up and stuff. Yeah. This whole year, it doesn't even feel real. Like, it feels like I'm living in a simulation. Like, the fact that it is September the ninth month of this whole year and we're still like at home. I feel like I haven't done anything at all besides working from home. And that's the weird thing about working from home. Like it's fun. You get to wake up later. You don't have to get ready, but like your entire day is at home. So it's like hard to separate different compartments of your life when you're literally home 24 seven, barely leave the house to like do anything other than go groceries grocery shopping because nothing is open. So it's just really weird. And the fact that there's only 
a couple months left in this year is very uncomfortable for me and I don't like it. And I, I'm scared about what 2021 has to offer to us because it, it's just not going well. Like I've seen other countries are starting to get back to normal. Like you said, like people are able to go to music festivals and concerts. Like I have people I follow that are like going out to dinner and living normally. And here we are in America, just at home again. We don't even know when we're not going to be confined to our homes anymore. Like it's so up in the air because no one's listening and following the directions or wearing masks or anything. So yeah, I don't really know what's what's really going on. It feels like I'm a sim in the sims and somebody that's controlling the game is like maniacal and wants everyone to die. Yeah. I don't know if you've felt this too, but I feel like this year has been the longest year, but also like the short, I don't know, like time just doesn't exist. I don't get it. Yeah. And I read something recently about like how time, I don't know how, like how we kind of have become so norm with time because of how like society is structured. So time feels really weird right now because we're not in the same like workflow as as we used to be as like the society has like stemmed from and like now we're kind of like like living on our own time which is definitely going to distort it but it, it is weird because I like look at news stories that happened in January and like I'm like what the fuck like I like Tiger King was the beginning of quarantine and I still can't fathom that like yeah. that is it's been that long I don't know it is crazy to me Remember, like when everyone was obsessed with Animal Crossing and like March and April, <laughs> that feels oh, literally Lord. like a different timeline. Like I don't, I don't even remember that that point. But that was literally a couple months ago. Yeah, and like, and I was obsessed with it. I was playing it every day, and all of a sudden I stopped. Yeah. And then, like, like, like a few days ago, I picked it back up to play, and then it was like, oh, like you've been gone for like a month, and I was like, what? Like, I felt like I just played yesterday, but at the same time, like, yeah, I feel like Animal Crossing came out like a year ago. Like, time just doesn't make sense right now. It is freaky. But, I mean, I guess going along with time not making sense, a lot of other things haven't been making sense. And we were talking before we started, and there's kind of been some weird things that have been happening to us. I know I have a few stories of just weird things that have happened during quarantine. I don't know if quarantine and the pandemic is just, I don't know, causing some type of disrupting habits and people's personalities, making them act outside of the norm and do crazy things. But like, I've just dealt with so many weird experiences and weird people over the last few months. And I feel like it's been amplified ever since the pandemic started. Yeah, I agree. I think like you were in such a weird like like headspace or like area and like um or like time in life and like it it is just like really I don't know, I feel like everyone's just being kind of weird and it is very unfortunate. But I am very excited to hear your stories. Your stories are definitely more interesting than mine. I don't really have like crazy things that have happened, but um it is it is very interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess this whole episode, like I said, it's just going to be pretty much us catching up, but we did want to talk about the weird things that have been happening to us since quarantine started just because 
at least in my instance, they're kind of funny. Like at the moment, they made me severely uncomfortable and I may be scarred for the rest of my life, but at the time, it was funny. So I felt like it's just necessary for me to share that with you guys. Yes, you have to tell you have to tell your story first, at least one of them, because like I'm like dying to hear them again, like through because we text about it all the time. But I want to hear you describe it and everything. Okay, so I guess I will go first. So this story happened. Actually, the last I feel like the last time that we were on the podcast, I mentioned that I was going back home to Seattle for my birthday to visit my parents and celebrate my birthday and all that stuff, which was fun. That's not the juicy part. Juicy part happens when I come back to LA. So we're at LAX, obviously, and we get in a lift. And on my lift, I have a picture of my profile. I don't know if other people do that. I feel like I have my picture so that people know what I look like when they come to pick me up. Um, So I have my picture, a picture of myself on my Lyft profile. We get matched up with this guy who comes to pick us up. So it's me and my boyfriend Russell's with me, obviously, since we went to Seattle together and get in the guy's car. It doesn't seem that creepy at the beginning, but I did notice like the guy, he kept looking back at me in the rearview mirror and I was like, okay, th- th- that's fine. He's probably just like checking traffic and I just happen to be in his peripherals or something. So I just get over it. I have, we both have our headphones in. So we we're like not really talking. And it's getting to the point where we're like driving down my address, the street that my apartment's located on. And when we're getting out of the car, I literally had no idea what was going on. So I'm just like, Got grabbing my bags, standing on the sidewalk, waiting for Russell to like get the suitcase or whatever. So I'm standing over there and I see him. Russell goes over to the to the Lyft driver and he's like, is there a reason that you screenshotted my girlfriend's picture and the address, like the address for our Lyft ride? And he he didn't really speak English. Like you could tell English wasn't his first language. So he was like stumbling a lot and didn't really know what to say. And my boyfriend was like, because I don't know if I feel comfortable knowing that you took a screenshot and have her picture and you have her address. He was like, that's that's kind of weird. Like, is there a reason you did that? And I don't even really me- remember like the excuse that he came up with because I hate confrontation. So like anytime I sense an argument or tension, I'm like out of there. So I was standing on the sidewalk, like trying not to listen because it made me uncomfortable that they were like kind of arguing with each other. And eventually like the guy was like trying to come up with some type of explanation as to like, you know, oh, I have to verify blah, 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 blah. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense. There's no reason you should have screenshotted her photo and the address that you just dropped us off at. He was like, I feel very uncomfortable knowing that you have that information. So I'm not going to get out of the car until you delete it. So he literally made the Lyft driver go into his photos and delete the photos that he, like the screenshots that he took of my photo. And he like took like three screenshots of my picture with the address. So he made them delete the photos, the screenshots with my photo and the address, and then delete them from his deleted file. And then after that, 
we just left. And I was like, first of all, what what reasoning do you have? Like if there's any Uber or Lyft drivers out there, can you tell me if there's a specific reason as to why somebody would screenshot somebody's address and their picture? Like is that some type of protocol that you have to do or was the guy just weird? Because like I was literally up all night that night thinking like, what if I was alone or what if my boyfriend wasn't with me? Like what would have happened I would have never even noticed that he took a screenshot of my picture, let alone my address. So like, I don't know. It's just, I still think about like why he did that, you know, the whole human trafficking thing is like so prevalent in our country right now. So that freaked me the hell out. But I was also like, oh, well, maybe he's like just lonely in quarantine and like (laughs) wanted to like make some friends. I don't know. I was just trying to justify his actions, but yeah, I don't think I'll ever know the reason as to why he did that, but it was just kind of creepy. Like I've never had that experience before. So it was kind of weird to me. And like I said, like human trafficking is such a big thing. So let alone me being in there by myself, who knows what could have happened. So yeah, that was one of the crazy things that happened to me since quarantine started which was really fun and scary like texted me everything and i was like are you kidding me like that happened and like yeah it is insane like la is a scary place um and like i don't know just i've been there there's a lot of people there and like yeah you don't know the intention and la i think is like one of the highest cities like rated for like human trafficking so that is like terrifying because you don't know the intention of this guy. Like, why did he screenshot it? Like, that is scary. It was funny because you were like, oh, you know, maybe he was lonely and he wanted to. And I thought you were going to say play with himself. Wait, maybe he what? wanted to. <laughs> maybe just a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine because like it's your address. It's like where you're at and then a picture of you. It's like he was looking for you. Like he wanted to know where you are. And I mean, that's what it seems like. And I, yeah, I feel like that happens a lot where like you like confront someone and then they just resort to like, oh, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. And it's like, you know exactly what's going on. Like, like you know enough to have done that than like own enough to own up to it. And it is really cool that you have like a partner that's like able to like stand up and like take initiative on something like that because that is scary. And it is really great that, like, you know, he was able to, like, shut that shit down. But, um, yeah. Ah, oh, so – that's so creepy. I know. I, and I, after I, it yeah, happened, I, feel- I changed my profile picture on, like, Uber, Lyft, Postmates, DoorDash, literally everything to just a picture of Jordan. I was like, I'm not taking any more chances. They're not going to know what I look like. So – I don't want this to happen again. So now it's just Jordan. Every time someone wants to pick me up, they're going to see a picture of my cat. And that's fine. I love Jordan. Please send me pictures after this. (laughs) But like, yeah, I like, I think about like that situation and I'm like, like would I have done the same in that situation when I have stood up for myself or would it like, like Emily had uh, stood up for me. And it, it is like scary because like, I felt like in, in like situations where like a man is, has done this, like as people who are like, I don't know, like they're that power dynamic of like, of like a man doing that. 
it like it is is scary because like you don't know that in, intent. Uh, yeah, I just kind of find it really uneasy to like go th- like feel go through that. And I'm sorry you got to go through that. I feel like you've had a lot of weird stories <laughs> regarding like around like where you live and stuff like that. And it just makes me afraid to move on the West Coast. Like it's, it's just a lot spooky. more lively. That's all. <laughs> there's a lot of culture. Yeah, there's just so oh much culture God. here. <laughs> a very diverse group um oh my god but like yeah so spooky i can't even imagine like what it'd be like but you were texting me everything i was like that's crazy i like told my partner and i'm like can you believe it um but yeah so now every time we get into like ubers and like lifts which we haven't in a while but every time we do we're always like super super cautious of like everything and like yeah it really is very scary yeah, you have to be really careful around pretty much everyone. And it kind of sucks that you have to like put up this front and like be super cautious about getting into a taxi, essentially, which is a service that's designed to transport you from one place to another. But people have just been either taking advantage of these systems or they're using them improperly. And so I can't even get into a Lyft or an Uber safely without fearing for my life like I'm still scared to get into an uber by myself so that that's just sad that you know these things and these services that are designed to help us are eventually becoming like breeding grounds for predatory activity which is really unfortunate and scary yeah I for sure recommend that if you guys ever get in like a lyft or an uber especially if you're trans especially if you're like a trans femme person I highly recommend that um, if obviously have someone with you at all times, if not, maybe pretend that you're on the phone with someone or actually be on the phone with someone. And then also make sure that you are constantly looking at the map and going where you're supposed to go. Because I've heard like horror stories of like taxi drivers, like Ubers and Lyfts of them taking them like off, like, like, off like the map like not going where they're supposed to be going and then being like oh this is a faster way this is a faster way and like if you feel uncomfortable at any point if that's ever happening demand to be let out of the car because because yeah that is just that's such an iffy iffy thing and it is really really scary like if anyone has to go through that so definitely make sure that you guys um are constantly on the lookout try and like you know, be on your toes because you don't know what can happen. I mean, in LA recently, um, I'm sure that a lot of you guys have heard about like the Eden the doll situation that happened in like, in, um, it was Hollywood, right? Yeah. They were on Hollywood um, Boulevard. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were attacked like these three trans women, um, they were attacked by this, these group of men. And there was even like women there that did nothing. And, um, completely just like uh stole from them attacked them was on live stream recording them like beating them it was like an insane like situation and story and it is it is so scary that like these these guys they were recording it and it was funny for them and it was a thrill to be harming and harassing um like trans women and like that is so scary that they were comfortable enough to live stream it so, like, definitely be on your toes, be careful, because situations like that are really scary and really horrifying. So, but, yeah, my heart goes out to, like, those, the three trans women that were, like, targeted, because that was, that was really something. 
Yeah, I feel like we could actually probably do an entirely separate episode in regards to that situation and just violence against trans women in general, because that was a really, really big thing, especially in LA um, that happened. And they're still working with attorneys and lawyers to press charges and get the things that, you know, they should get from these people that had no reason to bother them, talk to them, other than the fact that they were most likely rejected and found out that they were trans and then took out their frustration on them by attacking them, stealing their possessions and things like that. So I definitely would like to go over that probably in depth, but I think it requires like its own episode. But in general, if you don't know about that story, you should definitely educate yourself because I think the fact that it was live streamed and posted on Instagram for thousands of people to see and a lot of the comments, way more than I am comfortable with, were of people thinking that it was funny or that it was justified because they were trans or that they should have fought back because they were born male. Like those types of comments were said by people who watched the video and were agreeing that these men had a reason to attack them. So definitely do your research about that topic. And I'm sure we'll most likely cover this or something similar to that in a future episode. Yeah, I definitely would love to like have that like in-depth conversation. So if you guys have any like certain questions or concerns that you'd like to weigh in or even experiences of your own that like you've had to go through because of like a situation like that, please uh, feel free to DM us any of those stories. And we'd like, and if you're comfortable, we'd love to like share to definitely bring attention and light to that because it is something that's um, really unfortunate. But yeah, to like uh, change the topic and to like go into a different conversation. Um, now I want to kind of tell you guys my story and something that I've experienced during this quarantine. Um, but yeah, so like you had a weird situation with like that guy um, and uh, the Uber and everything. I have the story of I had a travel recently, which really sucks because I, I didn't want to get on a plane. But like um, I had to go to D.C. for um, it was like a day or two. So I did end up flying which was very scary, especially during the pandemic and everything. And I feel like every time I travel, I always get some type of cold. So I was completely like terrified of like flying or going somewhere. But um, we ended up going to DC. We were there for a day and everything was chill. I think all the airports were very good at being clean. Everyone around us were very respectable. I found like everyone was like really doing really, really like great stuff to try and be as safe as possible. I was very impressed by everyone around me. Granted, there were some situations where I saw people with masks underneath their nose, um, which if you don't do that, don't be that person. Don't wear a fucking mask if you're just going to put it underneath your nose. Like that's so upsetting. Um, But actually, yes, wear a mask. Don't don't leave your house if you're not going to fucking use the mask right. But so everyone was basically like really, really safe. Like this entire trip had no qualms. So we were flying back from... uh, DC. Um, we were flying back from DC. We landed in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we had a layover from Charlotte to Fort Myers, Florida. And um, literally the last flight back to Fort Myers, Florida, of course, the Florida flight, there was someone on the plane who 
Uh, my partner and I weren't sitting together because we don't have the type of money to like choose our seats. So we just kind of, uh, luckily we're sitting across each other on aisle seats, but there was someone next to Emily and uh, the entire time, the entire flight, the flight attendant kept yelling at him to keep his mask on. And I started to notice and I was like, wait. And so I was like looking at him and I started to realize that like, his mat, he would take his mask off every time the flight attendant walked away and he was talking to the person right next to him. And mind you, my girlfriend is literally right like next to him. So he has his mask off talking to the person on the window seat. He's in the middle seat and my partner's in the aisle seat. And he just is in the middle seat with his mask off, just like talking with this guy. And every time the flight attendant comes, he like hurries and push, puts it back up. And we're like on a plane together, this small plane, because we're going to Fort Myers. So it's really not a big plane. Um, it's like this random airport in Southwest Florida. So it's like really, really small. Um, and like, he's just like, has his mask off, like everything's okay. And like, I felt like it's so much more trouble for like him to keep his mask, like to take it off and then to watch the flight attendant and then hurry up and put it back on. Like, why would you go through all that trouble? And so like, like, just keep your mask on. But like, I was getting really frustrated because I kept seeing him do this. And the fact that he was like right next to like um, my partner, I was like really, really frustrated. And like, I was like shaking. And I, like, I, I don't get in those situations often where I'm like, like visibly mad, where like, I was like having a, like, a panic attack because like I I was so angry. And so like I was like, I really was about to say something to him. I was so close to saying something to him. I already had like, you know, those make-believe fights you have in your head, like when you're really upset. Like I was thinking like all these like awful shit that I was going to tell him. And like, uh, it was like so frustrating because I, I like looked over at my partner. I'm like, I'm going to say something. I kept telling her. She wasn't like as worried as I was about it because she was like kind of like taking a nap, trying to fall asleep. Um, but I was super aware and it was like only a two hour flight, but like throughout that, those entire two hours, I was so mad just thinking of what I was going to say until finally I like couldn't hold it in anymore. And so when like a, when a, I finally a flight attendant came by me and then I called her down and then really loud, I was like, that man, that man is not keeping his mask on. And I was like, he keeps putting it back on whenever you come, whenever you leave, he keeps taking it off. And like, I said it really loud so he can see me. And then like, um, and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. All we can do is report it. But like right now, you know, we can't force him. And I'm like, what are you, what? And then, so I was like, fine. And then she like walked away and then he kept doing it. And then, so finally I was just like, I was getting super antsy, super annoyed. It was like so frustrating. Cause like this man could care less about everyone else's life. And it's not even about the fact that like, if he had the virus or not, but it's just like the, the, the respect of like, like, I don't know what you have. I don't know your life. Like we're going to Florida, especially where like the virus is extremely bad. Like, I don't, I don't know who you are. And the fact that you have no, like you have no, um, empathy towards all these people on this flight. It was like really disgusting. And then, so finally the flight attendant came back again after seeing me be so mad. And she was like, oh, she was like, you know, I can move you to a different seat. But at that point, it was like already the last 10 minutes. And it was more about my partner sitting next to him than it was me. So I just ended up being like, you know, no. And then she did end up telling him something. And then he did see how mad I was. So he kept his his mask on for the remainder of the 30 minutes. 
which was really annoying. But yeah, I think like those situations just really get me mad, especially during a pandemic. And it's like, like, it's already like a lot for me to be flying. It's already like, I feel really guilty for having to fly because I'm like, this is really awful. This is how a pandemic spreads by people traveling. But like, I did whatever I could to be safe. And the fact that this person didn't have the decency to do that, it like really goes to show like, like why we are where we are today and like why this pandemic is so bad. Oh, it pissed me off so much. I don't think I will ever understand why people have a problem with masks. Like, I don't get it. It's those older white people too. Like the Karens and like, literally, it's always just going to be them. And I don't know why. Like, I don't understand. You can breathe. You can talk. It literally doesn't do anything to inhibit anything that you need to do. It just sits on your face. Like, I don't understand why people hate it so much. And... That honestly would have pissed me off. I probably would have said something because people like that are so selfish. I feel like this whole pandemic has taught us how selfish this country is because all people care about is, oh, I don't have it, so I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to protect myself. Like, you have no idea what the hundreds and thousands of people that you're – you're literally on an airplane, first of all. You're going to be in an airport where so many germs and so many people are – just spread among each other. And the only thing that people care about is that I don't have it. So I shouldn't have to wear a mask. Like they have no regard for the people who may be sitting next to them who possibly might be sick. They don't have any regard for anyone else's family members that they have to go home and be with who might be immune or not immune, but have issues with their immune system that can cause them to be more susceptible to the virus and have worse side effects from it. So Yeah, people are just so selfish that they can't put a thin piece of fabric over their mouth while they're in public to prevent the spread of germs. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And what was so heartbreaking to me about it was that, like, out of the whole trip that I took, like, not one person did I see, like, not wearing a mask in the airport. I didn't see, everyone was being extremely, extremely great. But the trip that I had on the way back to my hometown the person from my hometown, I can only assume because he's flying into there. Um, and he did end up, he ended up leaving the airport once he did get off. So it wasn't like he had a connecting flight. So like he, I'm assuming was from there. And it's so heartbreaking to see that like, this is like my hometown and this man is going into my hometown. It could possibly affect my family because of his actions. Like just this one person. And like, I don't think people understand like they, well, they do understand. They just don't care that like this virus spreads so quickly. If you're interacting with five different people, um, those five different people are interacting with five different people themselves. And it just spreads like that. It's a web. And then like, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And like your, your self righteousness of like, I don't need it. I'm, I'm not even sick. Uh, this is all a hoax. Like your, your concept of that is so damaging. Like I, people don't even realize. And I feel like oftentimes it's like considered this like uh, political topic or like it has nothing to do with politics. Like literally around the world, people have been wearing masks and have been quarantined because it's been such an issue. And because of that, they have no viruses. And if only we did the same. And even if it was all of a hoax, wouldn't you rather, wouldn't you rather want to wear a mask just in case? Like just in case it wasn't. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me why people are like that. 
So yeah, I like I hated that I had to be like the I guess I'm the like the woke Karen in the situation where I'm like you're being shitty, I'm gonna call you out. And because like I had to, because no one else like I felt like was doing anything. And it was just it was really upsetting because like I said, it was like my hometown and that was happening in. And I'm like, wow. And like I get it because like where I grew up, like my like my high school was like complete like very like conservative. So I think a lot of times like these people have this conservative mindset where like our president like is saying that like, you know, it's fine that people die um, during this like pandemic when like this president says like all this stuff about like not wearing a mask. Like I can see why like this is an issue or like why people are doing this. Like my high school in Fort Myers, I was like called to spick, like, like literally awful things like that. So like, I can, I can only imagine like how many of these people there are that are doing this. So like, it is like, it is really heartbreaking. Cause I'm like, my mom's a bus driver. And although we aren't close, obviously I still care about her. And, um, she started school again. She's driving a bus. Um, and yeah, she's around all these kids and um, she has like a high chance to be infected. The town I live in now, there's been, I think, 18 bus drivers in the county that I live in now who have been infected with coronavirus and already. And so like the fact that like my mom's in that same situation, just in a different county, I don't know what's going to happen to her. And so people that are doing stuff like this, it's like, why? Why, why are you such a shady person? So I honestly am waiting for the day that a Karen says something about a mask in front of me because I I will go off like I'm not afraid and I will fight them because like even my boyfriend works in the medical field and I hear stories every single day about people who are like refusing to wear masks or saying that oh I can't breathe blah 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 like literally going to a place, an urgent care where you are supposed to be receiving care and you are most likely surrounded by a bunch of other people who are sick. Granted, they may not have corona, but they are sick. And like you're still in that type of environment refusing to wear a mask because apparently you can't breathe from it. And like that just blows my mind because like I said, like how can you go to an urgent care and not want to wear a mask? Like that basically means that you don't want to wear a mask anywhere. And I've been watching since quarantine started a lot of this show called Terrace House. It's like a Japanese reality show. And just like observing the way that they interact with each other in regards to being sick and like wearing masks and stuff, the characters in that show or the people that are on it, they'll put a mask on when they start feeling like they have a cold. So I'm like... We got Japan over here putting masks on when they have sniffles, but we can't even put a mask on in a literal global pandemic. And again, that just basically goes back to what I said about how selfish our country is. Like, you don't want to wear a mask for 10 minutes of your day in public because for some whatever reason you can't breathe or it bothers you or it's uncomfortable or blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just really sad. And I, Again, I'm waiting for the day that somebody tries me or says something stupid about wearing a mask in front of me because I will go off. All of this energy has just been pent up inside of me because I haven't like run into anybody yet, luckily, who is like protesting wearing a mask. So 
yeah, I'm just waiting for that day to really just release all of the anger that I have, not only about the topic, but also just about the entire year. Like I have a lot of pent up anger and it needs to come out. And I feel like a Karen who doesn't want to wear a mask is the perfect person to let that out on. Yeah, I I can't imagine even after this pandemic is over, like I'm still going to be constantly wearing a mask. Like I think the world has changed to that point where it's like now it's going to be just like a norm where people are going to be wearing masks all the time, which I find it like a great thing because I think in, in general, like herd immunity is real. And like, I think we like need to like start focusing on our health and others' health and start being more compassionate towards that. People with autoimmune diseases, like sometimes we're carriers of things we don't even realize we're carriers of. So yeah, I definitely think it is important and that we should be constantly aware of of that and be respect, like respect other people. Like don't be shitty. Like, you know, we're quarantined, everything's getting worse because because people aren't wearing masks. And I also find, I hate the argument that it's like, oh, I'm not getting oxygen. I have like a disease. I'm not getting that much oxygen. Like I, I watched this uh, person, it was a TikTok, um, but this person who has extreme as- asthma and she has to carry around like a, an oxygen, like intake type of like machine to make sure she's getting like the oxygen oxygen she needs. And she tested her oxygen levels while wearing three different masks, like three different types of masks. And it was all the same. Your oxygen is not affected with wearing a mask, like not at all. So sure, it might be uncomfortable. It might be like claustrophobic. So you might panic with it, but like literally wear it for a day. You'll get used to it. Like, like just get over it. Um, It's it's for the, the greater good. And like, truly you're fine. It's literally a mask. Sorry, you, you'll go into, I was going to say, yeah, you're, you'll go into your grocery store for like 10 minutes, your target, and then you'll get out and then you can take it off in your car. Like just be a better person. But anyways, I know you have another story that's really insane that's happened that like when you told just crazy shit in LA, like I I need you to like tell this story and like, oh my God. Okay. Um, So on the positive side, I'm actually moving (laughs) soon, like on the 22nd of September. Beautiful place. Oh my God. It's like an upgrade times 10, 20 million. It's so much nicer. Um, So hopefully in my new apartment, this won't happen. But essentially, I think this was actually like at the very, very beginning of quarantine. Um, But it was like probably one in the morning or something. I was sleeping. My boyfriend was sleeping, but our roommate was still awake. Um, And it's like one o'clock in the morning. Our door, we like to leave our door cracked because the cats like to come in and out throughout the night. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of a light sleeper. Like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm not a light sleeper. I guess I was in in this situation or I just wasn't sleeping that hard. And I was also like really high. So that probably took into account certain things. Um, but my roommate is like standing in the doorway and I'm like, is something wrong? And he was like, some guy just walked into our apartment naked and walked into my bedroom. And I was like, I'm sorry, like, what did you just say? Because remember that it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm a little high. I'm very confused about what's going on. So I wake up my boyfriend and I'm like, apparently somebody just walked into our apartment naked. So like we both, we all go out into the living room and sit on the couch and I'm like, okay, so what happened? So 
for for whatever reason, the door was unlocked for a short period of time. I'm not exactly sure why. I think my roommate was doing laundry or something. But within that time frame, this man comes into our apartment, butt-ass naked, walks into our roommate's room, and taps him on the shoulder when he's playing video games and he has, like, a headset on so he doesn't, like, really know what's going on. And this guy taps him on the shoulder and he's like, why are you in my apartment? And my roommate's like, this is not your apartment. This is my apartment. And the guy, apparently the guy, like, his face just got, like, really scared. Like, his eyes got really wide and he was, like, in shock. And he said that he just turned around and walked straight out of the apartment. And the thing that bugs me about this situation is that nobody knows like how long this guy was in our apartment. Like he could have been in our apartment for like 10 minutes, like sitting on the couch. He could have been in the kitchen, eating food, petting my cats. Like I don't know what the hell he was doing because my roommate had his headphones on. He was playing video games. My boyfriend and I were sleeping. Like nobody knew what was going on in the living room. So like, I don't know the time frame of when he walked into the apartment and till when he walked into our roommate's room, which makes me uncomfortable because our door was cracked. I don't like to sleep with a lot of clothes on because I get hot at night. So like I was laying in bed with barely any clothes on and the door was cracked. Like this guy could have walked into our bedroom and like did something like he could have, I don't even want to think about what he could have possibly done while I was sleeping or how long he could have possibly possibly been in our room. But we were both like really confused. And again, I was kind of high. So I was like, are you high? Like, are you sure that's actually what happened? And like, right as we're talking about that, we look outside and there's this man naked walking around in the apartment, like in the parking lot of our apartment. So I was like, okay, well, he was telling the truth that naked man was definitely in our apartment. So we called the police and we made a report and said that there's like some random guy walking around naked. I don't know what he's on, if he's on drugs or if he's confused. I have literally no idea. And I'm not exactly even sure if the police came. They never really followed up in regards to it. Um, But yeah, some naked man walked into our apartment Again, the the craziest thing to me is that we really don't know what he did when he was in here. And luckily, he didn't seem like he wanted to harm us because, like, if you think about it, he literally could have killed us. Like, I was sleep, we were all sleeping and, and unprepared for somebody to come in and, like, do that. So if he had malicious intent, he definitely could have done something really scary to pretty much all of us. Since you're moving now, you have to throw away that couch. You have no oh idea. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> he could have rubbed his junk all over. Wait, it. that's a good no excuse idea. for me to get a new couch. That's true. You could be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> Russell, but like, actually, I was awake and I saw him jerk all over the There's couch. There's like an and possibility like- that an unknown man's ball sack residue <laughs> is on the couch. <laughs> It has yet been confirmed, but it's not not confirmed. So it'll never be confirmed. Right. So I think that's just a good excuse to be like, you know, like for the greater good, I think it's time to like get new furniture. So but like I I like am so in shock that like that could happen. Like you're what the fuck is your life where like shit like that happens to you? 
I really and don't it, know. And the creepiest thing was that he told your roommate, like, why are you in my room? Then he leaves and is naked and just, you saw him walking in the distance in like the apartment complex. So it's like, then does he live there? Yeah. And like, did, did he, he get like, confused? Who knows like it, how many other apartments he tried to walk into? Like, that's the thing. Right. Too. And it's so weird because like he didn't have any clothes and like ob- did you see any clothes in your apartment that like he might have taken off? No. Like you said he was just naked. So that means he was walking around the complex naked. I have a feeling he didn't live anywhere. He didn't live in the apartment at all. So it is w- interesting that like that happened. Like it's so like spooky because it's like if that would happen to me, it's like now I'd have to be like I'd be so scared i have to like lock my doors like make sure they're locked 20 times like i'd have to like invest in like a a padlock or something because i'd be so scared to be honest if i was the one that got approached by him i would have put my my notice in i would have been like okay um we're gonna move i don't care i'll pay the cancellation fee the early termination i'm not staying until my lease renews we're getting the fuck out like i would not have stayed here any longer if I had to encounter him. So I guess luckily it was my roommate. I'm so sorry that it had to be him. But if it was me, I would have had a mental breakdown. Yeah, that's that's so scary. I'm like, I'm so yucked out by it. Like, that's so gross. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't imagine being in that situation. But like, it just goes to show that like, I don't know, like, just like lock your doors, really. Just Literally, lock your that's doors. the moral of the story. Just lock your fucking door. <laughs> because you don't know what kind of like things are happening outside your apartment. Or what, what kind of people are trying to get in. But that is so spooky. Like, yuck. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd freak out. Like, honestly, I sleep naked. Like, I legitimately sleep naked. Like, I have like no, no clothes on. So it's like, I can't, if that-, that were to happen to me, I... Huh? Yeah, like, we sleep comfortably so like if somebody comes in and takes you off guard then you are literally not wearing any clothes like that's freaky yeah so like i can't imagine being in that situation or what i do so i am very sorry that you had to go through that but luckily you are moving into a brand new place that seems very beautiful all the pictures you've shown me emily and i have like cried because we're like it's so beautiful <laughs> like we have to move in yeah Find space it's- for us it's so pretty like it's an upgrade in every literally every single sense like the location the complex itself the room literally everything it's just 10 times better like I feel like we're moving up in the world like this is our first apartment it's not terrible you know there's naked people walking around but it was a good spot to start like my adult life as like a independent person living on my own but now I'm ready for an upgrade and that's why we're moving. Yeah. And I think at this point in your life, like it was a good start. Like whenever you first like moved to like LA, you know, you had this like job where you weren't really like happy in, you weren't really making that much, but since you've kind of like developed and you've grown. And and I think for sure it comes to a point where you outgrow a place and you can see yourself living comfortably somewhere else. Um, and somewhere that's going to make you happy. So I'm really happy. I have to visit now. Like once everything like settles, like I need to go see your new place. I will literally live inside your laundry room. Like 
make space for me. <laughs> yeah, you guys do have to come back and visit. Um, you can sleep in the dryer and Emily can sleep in the washing machine. So it's perfect. We have enough space. Um, Fig can come if she wants to. She can sleep in the sink. Like, the more the merrier. Uh, I'm lucky that I live in like a rural place. Like in just Florida, it's pretty cheap. And I have like a three bedroom for like really, really cheap. Like my partner and I spend more or spend less on our three bedroom than we did on a one bedroom when it was like located inside of a city. So like, we're so thankful and grateful that we have obviously the income that can like help sustain us in this apartment, but like still like our three bedroom apartment, like we have like our washer and dryer are like in one unit. And then when I saw like your stackable, is it a stackable? Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. When I saw it, I was like crying. I was like, Oh my God. Like, could you imagine, like, having a separate washer and dryer? So, the like, thing, sure. Yeah, the thing that got me was the fact that there's an ice dispenser on the refrigerator that has Nuts. different oh modes of ice. You can have crushed ice, bitch. You can have cubed ice. Like, that. that's just what got me. And I feel like an old lady because, like, I'm getting excited over the washer and dryer and the fact that there's an ice machine on the fridge. But, like, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Um, Emily and I, we have like six or seven like ice trays. And for some reason we always run out of ice. <laughs> like all, even after we refill it and everything, we never have enough ice. So like, oh my God, an ice maker. Wow. Like iconic. But yeah, I guess to go from that story, I guess to go into my final story, um, speaking about a naked, naked men, <laughs> I... <laughs> Um, during quarantine, um, it's been uh, it's been like a, a really weird time because I had no idea where my income was going to go. I didn't know if I was going to lose my job because I work solely for like video production and I work solely f- I work in a studio. And if I'm unable to be in a studio filming, how am I going to get paid? What am I going to do? How are we going to? How will I? You know, how would I survive if I get laid off or whatever? My job technically is in a full time position. It is um, an hourly you know, pay and it's project based. So it's like, like I'm, I'm technically, they can just like drop me if, if we have no, we have no um, resources or anything and it's like justifiable. So like, I didn't know if I was going to keep my job or what, and I wasn't making, I my hours were cut because we didn't know what was going to happen. So I wasn't making any money. And then I randomly got a DM from someone who was like, um, are, do, are you, do you sell feet pics? Like, would you, would you sell feet pics? And I was like, this isn't real. Like, like I joke about that all the time. Like, I'm going to sell feet pics, but this isn't real. So at first I said no. But then as time began to, like, settle during this quarantine, I was like, you know, like, like why not, like, make some money off selling, like, pictures of my feet? Like, who cares? Like, I'm, I really don't, like, I don't mind. I'm like, whatever. So I was going to, I just, like, tried it. And then I made, like, a lot of money from doing that. And I was like, like, whoa. And then so it kind of put me in that perspective of, like, I don't know when my next paycheck's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to have a next paycheck. What can I do right now? And then I think a lot of people had that like similar mindset, especially during the quarantine. I know a lot of people like went to OnlyFans and started like selling nudes and stuff like that to supplement that income. And I fully support sex work and sex workers. And I think that that's really, really great that like that can be an, an income that's sustainable for so many. And I like, absolutely love that. And I endorse it so much. And I think it is really, really great. And so throughout that process, um, this happened all in like with a two week span. I was like, maybe I should just like, maybe I should just dive into like 
selling like nudes because like what would what would be the harm of it um, i need the money and i like i you know like i think it's whatever so i just i took some photos of myself like my my partner took photos of me um like topless and then i saw the photos and i was like wow this makes me feel very empowered like i love this and then so i ended up just like posting about it like on my twitter and then people like actually like bought nudes for me and then so i was able to pay a month's rent from selling nudes in like a week and then after that week i ended up pretty much stopping cuz then i like had a breakdown and that's a whole different story but like it is like an interesting thing that like through this, like with this quarantine kind of like like inspired me to do um and it was like a very interesting week where like i i sold some nudes and i made some money um will i continue that in the future probably not but like um during that moment it really did help me and luckily now um we do have like a stable um workflow that is able for me so i'm not in that desperate need of like income as i was then but like for sure that was like a very like uh it was an interesting thing that i did during quarantine I just want to say that I was able to preview some of these photos and they were like top tier art. Thanks. So like whoever had the, the chance <laughs> and the opportunity to get those pictures while they were out there, honestly, props to you. Like, like I said, like some of them were just like, I was like, oh my God, this is so pretty. Like not even just like in terms of nudes, just like as a picture, like they really popped off. So yeah, um, I'm actually like in pretty much the same boat as you like I completely 100% support everybody that does sex work but I personally don't even think that I could muster up the courage to even just do photos so I was honestly like really happy for you when you were able to do that because I thought that was really cool um, because there is so much stigma obviously against sex work especially for trans people Um, people you know we've all kind of grown up to be conditioned that sex sex work is bad and if you do that you're a bad person you don't have no morals and things like that so I think anybody who's able to get past that and get past all of those barriers to like reclaim your sexuality and your body and everything and essentially use that as a tool to make income off of because obviously other people are willing to pay money to see those types of things. I think that's really commendable and I really do admire a lot of people in sex work. And I I would be lying if I said I never thought about it just because it's so prevalent in the trans community. But I I just don't think I could ever do it. Like I grew up in an, an Asian household and I feel like anybody who's listening who also grew up in an Asian household knows like the deal around sex and like my partner also is from an Asian household and my mind is just constantly thinking like, oh my God, like I personally am comfortable with myself, but what is everybody else going to think about me? What is his parents going to think? What are his family members, his grandma? What is my grandma going to think? So like going back to the fact that I really do admire sex workers, I think it does take a lot of courage to be able to get past all of those barriers that society has put on us in regards to sex in order to do that. Um, But I thought it was really cool when you did it. And I was just like cheering you on on the sidelines. I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you for being able to do that. And I thought it was really cool. 
And it did start off like my partner and I were just like taking photos and it was like, it was fun and it was artsy and it it was like that. And I was like, oh, I'll just sell these that we took. And it became like this thing where I was like, wow, like I really, I like these photos. And then like, I'm going to sell them. And like, I did. So I'm happy that you enjoyed them, enjoyed my, my artsy nudes. Cause like, yeah, it was like, it was fun. And it was like, it was something that um, I'm really happy that I did. I think I learned a lot from um, if I could do it longer, I would have, but like, I just like, I think it just took a lot of uh, out of me in terms of like my mental health. So I did end up um, stopping, but I, I don't regret it at all. It does feel like it was a million years ago. Cause it was like right at the start of quarantine, but it was, it was something that like, that I'm happy that I did. Um, maybe in the future I'll do it again. I'm not sure. Probably not, but um, it is something that uh, was, uh, was really cool. And And like you, like I come from like a Catholic background, so I was like really worried, but also I'm not really close with any of my family. So I didn't really like feel like anyone was going to find out and be upset with me. I didn't really feel like that, like literally at all. I wasn't afraid of, of like anyone really judging me. I thought about my job and I'm like where I want to be. And I want to be like working in diversity and inclusion someday. So I was like, if I'm ever in that, that field, like I would only want to like support sex work if I'm working in a field like diversity and inclusion. So I don't think there's ever going to be a position in my like future in terms of like work that this will affect me at all. And so I just kind of like looked at, looked at it in that way and being like, you know, like we're like growing as a society that it's more normalizing sex work. And I completely, completely, completely like, uh, support it. And I'm, I'm seeing more and more and more people start to support it, especially because of this pandemic. A lot of people have been like going to OnlyFans and doing stuff like that. So it has become this growing economy, but um, it is really cool that I think as a society, we are normalizing it more. And I just hope we further do that. Um, but yeah, that was like my little, uh, uh, I guess like I adventure I had for a little bit. Um, that was very... <laughs> Very cute. Very fun. We recorded a whole podcast while I was in the process of selling. And the whole podcast was essentially me like promoting myself, like buy my nudes. And then so after I was editing it, I was like, I'm not going to, why am I doing this? Like, why am I going to upload this? So then I ended up not, we didn't, I didn't not uh, finish the editing, finishing the edit and uploading it. But um, yeah, that, that did happen. And yeah, now it is. I feel like I feel like 30 years later, but it's only actually been like like 6 months, but still it's like really really crazy. I know. And that literally feels like so long ago. I remember that episode and it feels like we filmed it like 5 months ago. So, yeah, these are basically just some stories that we have been compiling since quarantine started back in March. Um I hope it was entertaining. I hope that you were able to laugh or crack a smile at our sometimes uncomfortable and scary situations. I feel like at the time we were probably angry about angry or uncomfortable about certain things, but looking back now we're able to like laugh at it and use it as humor. I think that's also just how we like cope with things as people. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, and that's on trauma. And that is on trauma response. That's just how it is. Um, at this point, you I know, I would usually. Oh my, oh my god! Yeah, this is this is our therapy. Welcome back to therapy session. Thank you guys for listening to all of our problems, and we'll be back next week.
maybe i don't know actually want to say that because i don't know if that's the truth <laughs> let's let's aim for next week but yeah um well we'll definitely we'll definitely upload as much as we can we have to work with us we have different time zones we are like like it's right now it's so 9 hard. p.m for me and it, yeah and, and like and it's like three hours earlier for gauge so like yeah, just work with us. We'll, we're gonna we'll we'll figure it out. But it is kind of like fun. I feel like we're like an exclusive experience. You never know when the next episode is gonna come. It could be next week. It could be in March of 2027. Like you never really know. So I think the good thing is that we're keeping people on their toes and anticipating for the next episode. It's genuinely like a, a present, like a nice surprise. It's like, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So treat every every episode like it's your birthday and you're just like a surprise party because <laughs> you'll never know when it's coming next. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed us talking and just sharing our stories. Uh, if you want to follow us and keep up with us, we do have our personal Instagrams where we're most likely active on. And my Instagram is at Olivia Noel, O-L-I-V-I-N-O-E-L. And Gage's Instagram is at Gage L, G-A-G-E-E-L-L-E, right? Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> you can also follow our Instagram uh, at Girlish Podcast. Um, and yeah, so if you're interested in any of that, keeping up with us, we definitely um, do a lot on there and are most active on there. Uh, so thank you guys for constantly supporting us and constantly listening. We appreciate all of you. If you have any crazy quarantine stories, please feel free to DM us and tell us that or email us, whatever it may be, because I'd love to read maybe some of yours on the on the podcast. So if you have any weird or crazy stories that you'd like to share, just send it to us. It'd be really great. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. So bye. We'll see you when we see you. Whenever that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>